Hey y'all and welcome back to the fifth episode of Becoming No One. I'm your host Big Taj and today we're going to talk about creation and the higher self. Welcome back guys. I'm so excited to be talking about today's episode but first and foremost I want to stop and take a second and say thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who has been leaving reviews on the podcast whether it be Apple, RSS or Spotify and those of you who have went to YouTube and left comments on those videos as well. I appreciate y'all teamwork make the dream work okay the more engagement that I can get on this content the more eyes that I can get on this information and the more ears I can get on this information. So I really do appreciate y'all and I'm internally grateful. Um, so now that we've kind of talked about the 3D physical part of us and we've talked about the ego, it's time for us to talk about the higher self in the spiritual or non-physical part of us. But in order for us to understand the higher self, we have to talk about how the universe was created according to the law of one. Now, if you don't know what the law of one is, it's a collection of channel readings that was turned into a book, but the language is just kind of really hard to understand. Um, but Back in the 80s, there was a group of three channelers who ended up getting into contact with Ra. Now, Ra is who we refer to as the sun god, but he referred to himself in these readings as a six-density uh, six complex. Now, next week when we talk about the seven densities, you'll understand what that actually is. But through these channel readings, they received a lot of interesting information regarding how the universe was created, which kind of ties into how the higher self is connected to us if this information is accurate. So I just want to give you all the information and I think that we should all consider this information with an open mind. I'm not telling you to believe anything that you don't want to believe. I'm just saying, listen and be curious first before you are critical. Okay. Because curiosity leads to higher intelligence. Okay. But if you're critical of things and you shut down things really quickly, you'll never learn. So basically what law, the law of one is telling us is that everything came from God energy. And because everything came from God energy, everything is connected and everything is one thing trying to explore itself, which is God. Okay. So God is breaking itself into different fragments so that it can explore different facets of itself, different archetypes, different, all of that. Okay. And the archetypes are kind of what we get astrology from, which is going to be really interesting since we've kind of already talked about astrology. Right. So, um, basically I'm going to start explaining to you guys how it is that everything has been broken down into fragments. And if we can understand the fractal, a holographic universe, then maybe we can understand ourselves better. So according to the law of one, the first thing to exist was infinity. What is infinity? We may ask. It's basically the idea concept that something goes on forever without an end. So like a vast space or a vast darkness. Okay. So there was this infinite energy that was out there. Like we explained before, energy is just the ability to do work. Now from this infinite energy, it started to develop consciousness and awareness, which turned it from infinite energy into intelligent energy. Okay. Um, and this intelligent energy is what Ra refers to as the logos. And the logos is basically just love energy. Okay. Um, that doesn't have an end and it's also conscious and it does have awareness. All right. Um, from this logos intelligent energy, right. Came light and light is just the expression of love in the physical form. This is why people who are very loving are called beings of light because light and love are the exact same thing. So this light energy is very intelligent and with light comes physical matter, right? So through the focus of love energy, which is an aware or conscious energy, you get the physical manifestation of matter. 
Okay, so this is where it kind of starts to get com get complicated. So when I say with light comes physical matter, right? This light energy, love energy is basically the same energy. And what is happening is that the infinite energy or the God energy is sending out this logos, this love and light energy in rhythms and patterns. And as it's sending out rhythms and patterns, it starts to form structures, right? So each level of creation or structure acts as its own God, okay? And this is what Ra refers to again as the first distortion, which is free will. Uh, the infinite energy, which is God energy, is basically sending fragments of itself out in rhythmic patterns. And these rhythmic patterns are starting to create the structures. Well, these structures are able to come up with their own structures and ordering for the following levels of structures that are to come to create for them. Okay, so what that means is according to the law of one, the first thing that was created was a galaxy. Okay, and the galaxy gets to create the structure and order for the stars that are to come. And the stars are going to be within the galaxy. Okay, the star gets to create the order and structure for planets to uh, create from. Okay, because stars are what planets orbit around. Okay, like the sun is a star. Okay, and then the planet gets to create the ordering and structures for humans to follow. Okay, because planets have humans on them. Okay, so basically, this is the idea that we come from a fragment of God energy that acts as God in its own capacity because we only experience ego, not these other energies. So these other energies are basically just a fragment of God and they get to actually act in the capacity of God because they have free will. So as you can see, creation is fractal in nature. So every part is an expression of the whole and contains the same blueprint, just on a different scale. This is why we see the Fibonacci sequence everywhere on this planet, because the planet got to decide the ordering and the structuring that we would create from. So we see Fibonacci in our plants. We see them in our animals, like on turtles' backs and on seashells and etc. And that is why we see that, okay? Because everything's an expression of the whole. And you can also think about us, me talking about how we're a toroidal field and so is the earth. The earth manifests on the earth chakra. We manifest on the heart chakra, which is just earth if you take the H and flip it to the back, okay? So the, what happens at the heart chakra? Love, love. We manifest from love, okay? Into this physical reality. Remember I said our atoms are actually structured as toroidal fields as well. So we create the order and instruction and, and structure for the atoms that live inside of our body. Everything follows the same blueprint. It's just a different variable. Okay. Or a different scale. All right. So, yeah. So the first structure to form were galaxies, which I talked about, which are just the physical manifestation of the logos, which is just light energy. Okay. Love energy. So the galaxy decides how to order and structure itself. So although it is a fragment of God of consciousness or the logos, it does not have an ego. So it does not experience separation to it. It is God. Okay. So it gets to determine how to express God for the fragments to follow because each structure is a sub fractal or fragment of its consciousness that it will project to express different variables and realities. Okay. So this is why they say the higher self is a multidimensional being. It would then the higher self projects fragments of itself into several different realities and several different variables. That's why you hear people talking about timeline jumping. You can just jump to another timeline. That is what they're talking about. Okay. Because the higher self is projecting fragments of itself into different realities so that it can experience them simultaneously, which we'll talk about a little bit more when I break down. Again, once you understand this, you'll understand how the higher self is structured and how it connects to us. So 
this very thing, right? Each galaxy being able to create and order its own structure is why we see different sizes and shapes of galaxies, okay? Because they are all different because they get their own free will and they get to create for their own creations, okay? So each one gets to be the creator of its own reality for the fragmented pieces to experience and create their own reality from. So each galaxy is its own experiment and is just as unique as each person is unique. So then next we have stars because stars live in galaxies. Now stars are what they refer to as sub-logos, meaning like sub-love, a fragment of the love energy, okay? So it gets to create its own archetypal, archetypical mind, which we discuss as the zodiac. You remember I talked about astrology right so the star gets to create the order and structuring for the planets right because the planets are going to revolve around the star the stars live in the galaxy the planets revolve around the stars okay because it needs light and love and all of that to be able to grow and create right yes so the plant the star gets to decide what energy each planet gives off and what archetype it will follow. So if you think about Mars, Mars is about war, right? Competition, anger, right? And then you think about Jupiter, Jupiter about is about abundance and, and expansion, right? So what does that mean as a whole that each galaxy follows different zodiac or different astrology? Because each star is going to uh, dis, uh, decide and assign different archetypes to each planet. So this is the only galaxy that follows the zodiac that we follow, which is Aries through Pisces. Isn't that interesting, guys? That's really freaking interesting to me. So each planet is considered to be a sub sub logo. So you remember I said the galaxy is the first distortion, right? It's considered to be logos. It experiences no separation from God, right? And then we have the star, which is sub logos. And then the planet is going to be sub sub logos. We are also considered to be sub sub logos as well. So we're a fragment of a fragment, right? So the planet um, or each planet will create its own pattern of evolution based on the chemical structure it was given by the star or the sun that it orbits. So planets live in the sun's orbit and form the solar system. And we humans, which are also sub sub logos, live on the planet and have free will to create our reality within the structure that was given to us. OK, so the expression of our own free will is the expression of the original creator. So the higher self is just basically a version of you that has already evolved through six densities, which we are currently involved into the fourth density now on earth okay and the fourth density is the heart chakra the heart chakra of the earth because you remember i talked about in last episodes that earth is designed just like us because everything is has the same blueprint it's just at a different scale right and earth has chakras as well its heart chakra is located in hawaii and i think it's called halakalea volcano is where the heart chakra is okay which is very interesting because the heart chakra is related to leo leo is a fire sign okay and imagine what just happened in maui okay with fire how coincidental is it that we're moving into the frequency and now all of a sudden the heart chakra is set on fire hmm interesting okay but i digress the higher self is a fr is a different version of us okay because there are multiple versions of us that exist Okay, so the higher self is a version of you that has already evolved through the sixth density, um, which we are currently evolving right now through the fourth density, which I already talked about. Okay, so basically how it's been explained to me is that we have a spirit, which is the higher self and a soul, which is the lower self. But the soul is just a fragment of that spirit. Okay, so the spirit 
or our higher self is a fragment of God consciousness projecting itself into this reality so that it can experience a certain variable. However, you get people online always talking about quantum jumping and timeline jumping, saying that there are several different versions of us living in different realities. This is what they're talking about, okay? Because that higher self is projecting several fragments of itself kind of like the infinite energy is project projecting several fragments of itself to make different galaxies and planets within those galaxies stars within those galaxies that is what the higher self is doing so we live across several different timelines because the higher self needs to experience the different variables of each reality simultaneously so for the higher self it only can experience love bliss and joy it doesn't get to experience pain and stuff like that because it doesn't it's not bogged down by the worries of our 3d reality it exists outside of time and space okay so for what seems like a painful lifetime for us if we lived a painful experience for the higher self it's going to feel like it went to sleep and it woke up and just had a bad dream as you progress throughout your day what usually happens when you have a bad dream you're not even thinking about it in a couple hours from then from that then okay so that's what kind of happens the soul is what's considered to be the dream body of the higher self or the spirit okay so we come from this multi-dimensional being and we're being projected into this reality but what's even crazier is that when we are dreaming we are actually projecting a fragment of ourselves into an alternate reality as well so we are a fragment in god's mind that's why we can't perceive everything because we don't have the capacity but everything is an evolutionary process so god will be having these experiences for infinity meaning there is no ending and it has no real beginning or ending at all okay so the galaxy is the higher self of the sun and the sun is the higher self of the planets and the planets are the higher self of the humans okay so uh, we possess the traits of the planet that's why the people who were original to this planet have hair that resembles trees okay so we have traits of the planet while still having free will to create from whatever archetype we're giving on this or given on this planet. So basically this is God, the creator exploring itself at its grandest and smallest scales. So when I say we came here to learn and the path of enlightenment is just returning to our true authentic self because enlightenment means authenticity. That's as, as simple as I can explain it. Okay. Um, after experiencing separation of the illusion or the illusion of separation, that is your life's purpose as a fragment of God expressing itself for the purpose of understanding itself on each level. It is your due diligence or you, it is your duty. Okay. To understand yourself at the deepest, most complex levels so that once you understand yourself or you seek to understand yourself you follow you start following this path of enlightenment and you start to break down the patterns that exist or the rhythms that you have created based off of false belief systems that you have picked up from other people okay and once you start to explore yourself and figure out who you actually are because you should know yourself better than anybody on this earth no one can come in and tell you who you are okay so it stops you from being lost and confused about your existence and your purpose okay the purpose is is that god is trying to explore itself in different variables and different realities so it is your due diligence to explore yourself as well because you are a, a fragment of the whole
So we were literally created to evolve and explore ourselves so that we can transcend and continue to explore ourselves until infinity. That's what I mean by us being infinite beings. We do not die. We just transcend, but we continue to learn, but it may not be in this reality. It could be in another reality. It just depends on what lessons we're trying to learn, um, based on what God needs to know. Okay. And, um, the reason why we say that we're all connected is because each logos has access to all of the information of every other logos. Okay. So everything has a hive mind or it has a universal consciousness that can be tapped into that shares the information of other logos or other structures, planets, galaxies, stars, right? So everybody has access to this universal or multi infinite universal energy that explain explains how, um, the other variables went in other realities so that we can keep exploring, exploring, but with a different variable. So now that we understand that there are different variables that we are all experiencing and there are different variables that planets are experiencing, uh, we need to talk about the two planets and the variables that they chose that basically slow, slowed down the evolution. And this is why there are so many eyes on Earth and what's happening on Earth, right? And it's the opposable thumb, okay? Um, What's crazy is that Mars actually decided that it was going to create beings with opposable thumbs. Now, Mars, this has never been done before because I told you again that the logo shares information so that they don't recreate the same thing over and over again. Um, and they recreate or explore a different variable. So the difference was that Mars chose an opposable thumb and Mars's energy is about war. It's about competition. It's about anger. It's about uh, impulsiveness and quick action, right? And so these beings started creating weapons and because now they can actually get grip with that opposable thumb. And they started creating weaponry and there was wars going on at Mars. And there's so much evidence and remnants. And you can look this up that Mars used to actually look very similar to Earth. Um, however, it's almost as if their atmosphere was blown up and there's craters and all kind of stuff in Mars. But if you look at Mars, it has pyramids that line up with our pyramids. There's a face on Mars. There's all kind of stuff on Mars that show that it used to be inhabited, right? So apparently at the same time that these beings were trying to find another planet to live on, because of course they blew up the atmosphere, um, Atlantis had an energy portal that was open that was pulling life forms to it. Because if there's an energy portal or energy, whatever that's vacant, it starts to pull um, beings to it. And these beings ended up coming to Earth. And with that, it slowed down the evolution of Earth because again, they showed us weaponry and we have opposable thumbs. Okay, so I gave a little brief overview of the higher self, but now we're just going to go a little bit more in detail and I'm just going to explain as much as you kind of need to know about the higher self. So first, the higher self is you from the highest possible perspective with all the variables, meaning that because I explained that the higher self experiences these different realities simultaneously and it's as if it goes to sleep and wakes up in our entire lifetime was the dream. Yeah. So basically it has the answer to all the questions because our life has already happened. We experience time, but the higher time, the higher self lives outside of time and space. So your higher self speaks to you through your feelings and emotions. Okay. Joy, intuition, and inspiration. When you get inspired by things that is direct guidance from your 
higher self, when you're experiencing joy or your intuition is kicking in, maybe you're walking past the alley and you're like, I don't think we should go down there. That is your higher self directly communicating with you. When you get excited about something new, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm about to do something or I'm about to start this podcast or whatever it is. And you get the energy and you get super excited about it and you want to share it with everybody. That's your higher self communicating to you that that is the path that you need to follow. So that's why it's very important for us to live by our energetic design because me being a generator, say that I call somebody on the phone. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited about this. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, hey, this is what it is. This is the situation that's going on. And I'm sharing this experience with this person and I'm not supposed to be initiating conversations, right? I'm supposed to just wait for the right time and place and then put my input in, right? But if I call this person to initiate and I'm like, hey, I'm really excited about this idea and I'm telling them, right, looking for validation and confirmation outside of myself because that's what that is. And like I explained before, that is a response of the ego. And this, I run the risk of this person not caring about what I'm talking about. And that can in turn make me feel like my idea is bad or silly or something like that and lose inspiration in whatever it is that my higher self is guiding me towards. Okay. That's why you don't need validation from other people. And we got to stop seeking validation from other people because we literally block our own blessings and do not even realize it. We need to stop taking cues from our circumstances and follow the guidance that is given to us. But a lot of us just don't know what that guidance is. And that's why I'm doing this. Your higher self is communicating to you through your feelings and emotions. That's why it's important that you acknowledge your emotions and you accept them for what them what they are instead of treating certain emotions as if they're bad, right? Or treating certain situations as if they need to be hidden from other people and rejecting certain parts of yourself, okay? The path to enlightenment is through authenticity, okay? Enlightenment and authenticity are the same thing. You have to be your true original self. And in order for you to be your true original self, you have to accept yourself in all of its facets, all of its emotions, all of its feelings. Your emotions and your feelings are just indicators, okay? They're ju they just add depth to your experience. They don't mean anything. You are assigning a meaning to them where whether it be I'm a bad mom or I'm a bad friend or I'm not a good person, whatever it is, you're assigning that meaning. That means that you are creating that reality for yourself when you don't have to, okay? So in order for you to become your higher self, you have to balance your spiritual energy, which is really tough because you can't feel spiritual energy okay how do you do that you balance your chakras okay every single chakra represents something that needs to be overcome and through balancing your chakras which directly align to the seven densities then that's how you would transcend is through the seven densities right balancing your chakras is the path home okay now I'm not forcing anybody to believe in anything. I am just telling you the way that it has been explained by uh, so many people who have researched this information. Okay. If the Bible is supposed to be used as a path to enlightenment. Okay. It's basic instructions for transcending this environment. Right. But we've taken it as a literal text and it's supposed to be a metaphorical tw text. The 12 disciples are supposed to represent the 12 zodiacs. And if every single one of us has all 12 zodiacs inside of us, if you look at your birth chart, all of us do. Right. And we balance those energies. We are balancing our spiritual energy. And that is what 
is going to help us transcend to become one with the higher self or manifest the higher self in the physical form. Okay, so that we're constantly following the guidance of the higher self and not the ego because the ego only knows how to survive. Okay, so balancing your spiritual energy is about balancing the zodiacs. Okay, it's also about balancing your seven chakras because every single density, which is first density through seven density, every single density is closely related to a chakra. Now, next next week, we're going to talk about this in deeper detail, but the seven densities is how you transcend. So you need to understand every single chakra and how to balance them so that you can transcend into that seven dimensional being right and um, or seven density being right now. Our higher self is a six density being that is turning around and saying, hey, let me help you evolve. Once we become a six density being and right now we're moving from the third to the fourth density, we will then turn back to the other fragments of ourself and act as the higher self as well. So next week, we'll talk about that because there's a path. There's two different paths that you can choose in the third density that kind of lead to your evolution. OK, and everything in this life is about evolving because God is trying to explore itself. So it's your duty to evolve yourself so that you can feel fulfill your life's purpose. Okay. So, um, the ego personality and the soul are a part of the lower self, which is bound by time, space, and physicality, but your spirit is a part of your higher self, which transcends time and space. The higher self is the multidimensional you who exists outside of time and has to um, has already learned your soul's lessons. You are a fragment of your higher self, but the higher self is a fragment of God consciousness or of your universal self. The higher self can never be a finite uh, being because it is infinite. It sends the soul or the dream body to experience other realities, which is just doing that by projecting itself into physical dimensions. So you do the same thing when you're dreaming, your project, or you project a fragment of you in the same way that you are a fragment of your higher self. Your dreams are showing you aspects of yourself. Every single aspect of your dream is an aspect of your mind that needs to be uncovered or evolved. Okay. So really pay attention to your dreams, which we talked a little bit about last week when we talked about, um, Sigmund Freud and how he was doing studies with dreams and he figured out that the hidden mind or the subconscious mind was something that could be studied through dreams okay so every single aspect of your dream is an aspect of your mind so every dream you have is about you you are the higher self dreaming your lower self in this moment when your lower self goes to sleep it has to let go of this reality and create a dream body of projection so that it can experience lower worlds you have to let go of who you are in the waking world to experience the dream world and that is the same thing as the higher self has to do with you okay that's why it doesn't experience your physical pain the reason why the higher self is all-knowing again is because it's projecting several fragments of itself into each timeline you exist so that it can collect all the data simultaneously it can do this because it exists outside of time and space continuum when you go to sleep it feels like an hour has went by um, the dream itself is only like a few seconds long. Eternity is not a long period of time. It is more like no time at all. Uh, that's why the higher self can see all the timelines because your 80 years of life basically happens for them in like a waking moment or in a split second. Okay. So eternity is the oneness and oneness is love. All of the higher self can know is love and bliss. So living your painful experience is not something that gets experience. So this is how consciousness evolves through the third density. A momentary painful experience happens to obtain and extract data, review, and then do it again. All right, more details on how to balance your spiritual energy. The first step is to become your true authentic self. Notice the patterns that works 
to your detriment. Do shadow work. Accept yourself for who you are. Get to know yourself better than anybody else in this existence. So nobody can tell you who you are. Accept your past life trauma for what they are. Forgive yourself and forgive the people involved. And you don't have to do this for those other people. You are doing this for yourself so that you can get peace. Because the more that you relive that experience, the more that your body is going to create anxiety. And the more you're going to be forced into survival mode. Do not let these people do not let these people dictate what your future is. Okay, so forgive yourself and forgive them. The second step is clearing out space in your mind and your home. Okay, because your home is a representation of your mind. If there is no space for new things to come in, then new things are not going to come in. Okay, so make sure that you're letting go of things when you need to let go of things. That's what that, that second chakra is about anyways, right? It's about being able to let go of control. Okay, don't attach yourself to people, places, things, um, because attachment is something that is done by the ego that is a very 3d thing to do okay so you need to let go of anything that no longer is serving you okay um learn to manage your thoughts so that you can hear your intuition learn how to quiet your mind so that you can receive guidance if there is no space for anything then nothing new can come in okay so if your mind if you're constantly thinking about certain thoughts or you're constantly thinking about thoughts then you can't hear you the voice within you because nothing new can come in because you're bogged down and you're full of stuff so meditation is just practicing how to manage your thought so that you can learn to focus on one thought at a time quiet your mind so that you can hear the guidance from within okay what we need to understand is that we are very powerful beings who have very powerful energy and the energy is directed by what we are constantly thinking about and what we focus our attention on what we are bringing constant awareness to so um, that's why people say practice mindfulness because you need to bring awareness to what you are constantly thinking about because you become your thoughts. How you direct this energy affects every aspect of your life. Make sure that you constantly think about things that align with where you want to go. Otherwise, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. The higher self only can give you things you have access to in your consciousness. So if you cannot fathom that you deserve it or that you're worthy of it, your higher self cannot give it to you. Okay, so um. Until you match what it is that you look for internally is not going to appear externally. Okay. We talked about spiritual energy and spiritual energy is about finding the balance between serving others and doing things that make you feel good too. Spirituality is the connection between the people, planets, and all things living. This is why I always say that we need to expand our awareness past ourselves because taking the path of service to self is a painful way to exist. And we're going to talk about that next week again in deeper detail when we talk about the choice that you have to make in the third density. All right. So doing what makes you happy at your core is what fills you with spiritual energy. That's why you will see people going back to doing things they love as a child when they're on the spiritual journey, like sitting down, painting, playing the piano, stuff like that. Okay. It's probably because that's the last time that they were actually focused on themselves instead of being focused on other people, be in nature, singing, dancing, volunteering, spending time with loved ones. All of those things work too. Again, enlightenment is just authenticity. So once you reach enlightenment, you will manifest the higher self in the physical form. The higher self is God consciousness or a fragment of God consciousness. Okay. So it is what they consider to be Christ, the Christ within. It does not see itself as separate because there is no ego. It is the Christ in you and speaking from God consciousness. So the higher self is always bringing you what you're asking for, just not in the package that you expect it. So please pay attention to what people make you feel energized. What do you like about them? Okay. You need to find your tribe that is con con not constantly making you leave the situation feeling drained and spiritually exhausted. Okay. That's why I'm constantly talking about find your tribe, find your tribe, because that's just as in important 
in your evolution and you balancing your spiritual energy as anything else. Because if somebody is li uh, literally sucking the spiritual life from you, then those are not the people that you need to be around. That is your higher self literally telling you, hey, babes, you're in the wrong room. Okay, so get out of that room and go into a room that can receive you as you are. And that doesn't steal from you. Okay, that is what this is about. Pay attention to the energies that you are experiencing, because if you can understand energy, you can understand how you need to navigate. If you can uh, get around somebody and every time you get around them, you feel bad, then that's you're in the wrong room, babes. Your higher self is saying this person makes you feel terrible. Why are you still here? And then you're just hanging on. Maybe it's because y'all have had all those years together, but learn to let it go because you can't attach yourself to people, places or things because that is a thing of the ego. All right, so next we're going to move into the history part of the segment because y'all know I'm a big picture type of girl and I need to know how the people before us felt about this. Um, and that leads us right to ancient Egypt. Yeah, again, okay? Because the ancient uh, Egyptians used to worship the planets and stars as something that possessed the spiritual traits of God, which is true if you believe in the law of one, okay? Because it's saying that this God energy is sending out uh, light energy or intelligent energy that creates its own physical structures, okay? So that is what this is literally it's literally as if it lines up with what we just talked about. Okay. So there's an episode on the Gaia channel called the history of solar worship that kind of discusses this. If you're not familiar with Gaia, Gaia channel is basically like Hulu or Netflix, but it's for higher consciousness content. Okay. You'll see jo Dr. Joe Dispenza, Billy Carson. Um, you'll see people talking about aliens, occult knowledge, hidden uh, history, all that kind of stuff is on this platform. So girl, let go of that Paramount Plus or Stars or one of them, combine it with your Amazon Prime or, some, Prime or something, but get the access to the Gaia channel because there's so much information that's being exposed through this channel or so much information or, or bridges that are being gapped through this released information. Okay. Gaia is supposed to be one of the names of earth, Gaia, TMI, you know, whatever, but it's G-A-I-A. -A, okay. And it's just like Netflix, but for higher consciousness. But in this episode, okay, they talked about how the Egyptians used to represent the sun with this symbol that looked like a circle with a cross in the middle, which is supposed to represent the life cycles of the sun. Okay. And the life cycle of the sun is like the, the path that the sun follows, right? And this path, because the sun follows this path and it's in different places at different times of the year, it has four equal parts or four equal segments, which we would consider to be the four equal seasons. Okay. And apparently that is why we have four gospels in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, because they are supposed to represent the four seasons, spring, summer, autumn, or winter. So it's been said that you can find this symbol everywhere across the world in ancient civilizations or ancient workings. And it's been, uh, basically discovered in the Nordics and Vikings and ancient France and in India and in the Celtic and Celtic Druids in Europe and England and Ireland, Native Americans um, and Central Americans used it. The Mayas, the Incas, um, the ancient South American tribes as well. So it's been represented for over 500,000 years of this is what the sun. But a lot of people confuse this symbol in old paintings and stuff as being a cross because it looks like a circle with a cross in the middle, but it's supposed to be representing the actual sun. Okay. So you remember a couple episodes back when we talked about astrology and I mentioned that astrology was only used in ancient civilizations to predict how the planets were going to be affected um, or how the earth was going to be affected vegetation wise, mood wise, and things like that. Here, I'm saying the same exact thing, but I'm just adding in that they thought the sun as possess, they thought of the sun as possessing qualities of God, because when it 
when spring came back around, they knew that crops would grow. Abundance was going to happen, you know, which with creation comes abundance. So they used to all gather and celebrate the return of spring like we do Easter now, because, again, it brought warmth, food and abundance to them. Now, what's interesting about this is that this symbol is actually still kind of used today. We just don't understand it. And they say that this is why we see Jesus sometimes with the sun behind him, like behind his head. Or sometimes you will see him with this actual symbol behind his head because he is supposed to represent the sun, which is going to lead us into our next segment, which is conspiracy theories. Say what? I'm about to explain to y'all how this is supposed to break down. Apparently, if you believe in this, you don't have to. Again, like I said, this is just my understanding from research and the understanding of a lot of very elite level scholars okay who have really understood the cuneiform tablets who have looked at the egyptian book of the dead the tibetan book of the dead and who have looked through these ancient teachings so that they can get a better understanding of life okay so what's crazy is the documentary as i was like watching this documentary it actually hit on the conspiracy part of this so i'm just gonna tell y'all and y'all just tell me what y'all think okay so in this doctor documentary it also talked about the sun dying in the winter and being reborn in the spring that's what they were referring to when they said that jesus died on the cross okay because the cross is supposed to be the four seasons so the story is a metaphor and allegorical text and the story of jesus is supposed to be the story of the sun's life cycle that's why they call him the light of the world because the sun is literally the light of the world so like I said before, there are literally paintings of Jesus that show him. And if you look behind his head, there's literally the sun directly behind his head or this ancient representation of the sun, which is that circle with the cross in the middle that is literally behind his head um, in a lot of these old photos so all churches use this symbol which is the circle with the cross in the middle um when they use that huge big cross with the circle at the top that is literally the symbol for the sun so um a lot of us still don't we still don't notice it christianity and judaism are supposed to be the worship of the sun s-u-n not the s-o-n that is a misunderstanding and apparently it was translated incorrectly and again this is in the documentary that i'm talking about the worship of the sun that's on gaia okay so there is even a theory about this called the lazy o where translators would use s-o-n and s-u-n interchangeably when they were translating things so apparently this is common knowledge that they used to mistranslate things all the time and they used to use s-o-n and s-u-n simultaneously and so apparently that is what happened when they were translating the bible they kept on translating s-u-n as s-o-n which made it a literal thing opposed to something that's supposed to be metaphorical okay and they say the mother of jesus is supposed to be mari not mary with a y which just means pure and she is not a virgin she's supposed to represent virgo and the virgo is the virgin so she is holding baby jesus or the light of the world and what's crazy is virgo season is in september and what used to happen in christianity christianity is that christianity Anity, my goodness is that they used to gather around a pole to celebrate jesus in september but they're actually supposed to be worshiping the actual sun so a lot of them will gather around flagpoles and there's actually a picture of all these people gathered around this flagpole right and in the very center at the bottom of the flagpole is this rep this ancient symbol of the sun it's a it's a representation of the sun which is the circle with the cross in the middle and all of these people are just standing on top of it worshiping jesus right which is a figure that is supposed to represent the sun 
And listen, like I said, I'm not trying to tell nobody what to believe in, but I think that there's a, a lot of coincidences. And when we look at our ancient civilizations and we look at uh, what people are saying, who are trying to expose this information or who are trying to wake people up, um, because religion and spirituality are two completely different things. Religion separates, which is a ego based thing, right? Because every religion has separate beliefs. And if you don't believe in one thing, they were even going as far as to killing people for paganism and based off of their beliefs and stuff. Right. And so now we're in a situation where we're getting exposed to knowledge that is supposed to help enlighten us. And a lot of us are being critical of it before we even are curious of it. And everybody should be curious first. You know, if you're going to say that the Bible is the most important book in your life, what research have you done again? What research have you done to make sure that this text is accurate? OK, and there are so many people out there like Billy Carson who have done the work. So many people out there who understand that this is supposed to be metaphorical. Even the person who did this worship, uh, the the sun got worshiping episode on Gaia, he talked about this. There's so many astute people who have looked at the cuneiform tablets, who have looked at the Egyptian book of the dead, the Tibetan book of the dead, who have looked at all of this and have realized that there is something that is off about this. So I just say, um, be curious before you are critical of any information that you receive, because you have to understand that we live in a reality full of people who are led by their ego, who are led by separation. OK, and because they can't see past their consciousness and their awareness, then they they're missing a piece of the puzzle. OK, if you can't see past your own awareness and you're on this path of service to self, it is going to be hard for you to perceive certain ideas. Right. So you owe it to yourself just to explore. OK, and see what you can find. I understand that it's scary because a lot of our life is built on this um definition of ourself that we have created okay but becoming no one is about letting go of that okay letting go of the version of yourself that you say that you are and exploring and finding out what's actually true and what's not that's all i'm saying i'm not trying to sway anybody change anybody's religion or anything like that i'm just saying be curious do your due diligence, look into this stuff because you owe that to yourself. That is what we're here to do. We're here to learn. We're here to explore. So do the due diligence by yourself. So y'all, we have reached the end of the episode. I really hope that y'all enjoyed it. Let me give y'all some resources, okay? That's going to help y'all understand this better. There's a YouTube channel. There's a guy named Aaron Abke, last name A-B-K-E, okay? Aaron with two A's. He has an amazing channel that talks about spirituality. I think y'all should check him out. Also check out the book, The Law of One, okay, it is the collection of those channel readings. It is harder to understand, but I think I've kind of broken down some of the terminology within um, this video that is going to basically help you with that, okay? Um, Gaia, please please download the Gaia app if you have the funds to do so. Okay. The episode that I discussed today is called The History of Solar Worship. I think it'll be really, really interesting to watch that full episode is only 30 minutes, but it's good information. Okay. Um, next week, we're going to talk about the seven densities, which I'm really excited about because we're going to talk about the chakra system as well, because we can't talk about the densities without the chakras because the densities follows the chakra systems. So I hope y'all love this episode. I love y'all deep and I will see y'all next week.